Good morning. It's so much easier when the homily I prepared is the one I'm going to talk about. And it is today, by God's grace. So, today we want to talk a little bit, well, we're going to talk a lot a bit about it, about compassion. Jesus says in the gospel today, go and do the same. There's a book written years ago by Henry Nouwen, who has since gone to be with the Lord, called Compassion. And I read this, I was in college seminary. I remember reading it thinking, oh, I hate this book. You know, uh, because it really talks about, we all think we're compassionate people. Except for me, Carol told me last week, I'm the most uncompassionate priest she's ever met. Because I said people should pay the 250 if they can afford it. But anyway, that's beside the point. You're the most uncompassionate priest I've ever met. And it's true. But anyway, let's go on. What is compassion? Compassion, the word compassion is derived from two Latin words, pati and cum, which together mean to suffer with. Compassion asks us to go where it hurts, to enter into places of pain, to share brokenness, fear, confusion, and anguish. Compassion challenges us to cry out with those in misery, to mourn with those who are lonely, to weep for those who are in tears. Compassion requires us to be weak with the weak, vulnerable with the vulnerable, and powerless with the powerless. Compassion means full immersion in the condition of being human. When we look at compassion in this way, it becomes clear that something more is involved than a general kindness or tender-heartedness. It is not surprising that compassion, understood as suffering with, often invokes in us deep resistance and even protest. We are inclined to say this is self-flagellation, this is machoism, this is a morbid interest in pain. This is sick desire. It is important for us to acknowledge this resistance and to recognize that suffering is not something we desire or to which we are attracted. On the contrary, it is something we want to avoid at all costs. Therefore, compassion is not among our most natural responses. That each of us want to be, and we're thought to be, a compassionate person. But I submit that most of us are not. We're tender-hearted, we're kind, but to really be compassionate means we enter into someone's pain and we stay there with them. I know I'm not. That's hard. We look now at how can we become compassionate people. Now, there's three parts to this. The first, we'll have to look at the gospel today and see how Jesus started. Here, to be a compassionate person is a command. He didn't say, if you get around to it, do it. He says, do the same. This is it. Go and do the same. Be a man of compassion. And to do that, we've got to say, where did he start? How do I go to everlasting life? You shall what? It says here, if you open your Bibles with me to Luke 10, when he talks about what must I do, The good command, what must I do to go to life, everlasting life? It says in verse 25 and 26, 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and 26, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, the first thing we must do, the people of compassion, is love God with all that we are. Huh? And I know everybody here does that, right? No. 
that he is not the one we love above all things. You know, he's not the one I pick up a piece of paper for off the thing. He's, I don't do everything in my life, all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. Now that's something all of us desire, I pray. But we need to do it. Now how do we love God with all that we are? Well, first of all, we never fit God into our day. We build our day around God. Huh? We build our day around God. We are, show God, I want to love you above all things. The desire got to be there. So first one I have to say, is that my desire? And if it isn't your desire, let's be honest with that and just say, God, I don't have that desire. Please put that desire inside of me. But I wouldn't think you'd be here and have to put up with me every week in our long masses if you did not have that desire in your heart to love God above all things created. Now, the way that we prove, like when I sit there and I ask somebody, do you love God? And they say to me, yes, Father, I love God. Then my next question is, prove it. How can we prove that we love God? We must obey Him. That is how we prove our love for God. And for that, I want you to go to Hebrews, because this is the way Jesus did it. Hebrews chapter 4, I mean chapter 5, I'm sorry, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. How did Jesus learn to suffer with people? How did Jesus learn in his humanity to be compassionate? Well, here we go. In chapter 5, verse 8, it says, and he, Jesus, son though he was, learned obedience through suffering. Jesus learned to obey through suffering. And so what you and I need to do is sit there and say, Lord Jesus or Father God, I am going to obey you. And that's going to cause us suffering. And we're going to learn that obedience by embracing the suffering, by embracing compassion, by embracing people. And that means we've got to embrace people, you know, that we never might know. Years ago, I was in Assisi. And as I went to Assisi, I'm all excited. I always thought, if I could just make it to Assisi, I would be so happy I could die. And so here I am. I was a sophomore in a major seminary. I was just thrown out of seminary. huh? And I went over to Assisi with all the priests, and there were about a about a hundred of us, I guess, priests and seminarians. And everybody's watching for me because I'm getting excited. We're taking our bus from Rome, and I says, oh, I can't believe we're actually going to go to Assisi. And so we get in the bus, and we're driving up uh, Assisi, and we pull in, and Assisi's on the mountain, but you can't get up because the streets are very narrow, so we pull at the bottom of the mountain. And so I'm the first one. I said, let me out of here. And everybody clears away, and they let me get out of the bus first because I wanted to go see the tomb of Francis. I start running up the... Uh, road to get to the place of the basilica. And as I'm running up, I'm getting faster and faster, I'm getting closer and closer, I'm so excited, and I saw all these different people. One person in particular I saw was a man with no legs. And he was sitting in the corner, I can still remember the corners I'm begging, and he's sitting there calling out to me, please sir, please, for some money. huh? But I was way too excited to go and see God. You know, and go to see the, the tomb of St. Francis. So I ah, and so I just ignored him, and I kept going up, I ran in the top part of the basilica, and the bones of St. Francis aren't there, so I went to the second part, the bones of St. Francis aren't there, and I went to the basement crypt. And there's the Blessed Sacrament, and above the Blessed Sacrament is the tomb of St. Francis and his bones. So I went in there, fell on my knees, and I said, Jesus, I just thank you, and I honor you, and I worship you, that you have allowed me to be here, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I can be here. I am so happy, Lord. And as soon as I shut up for more than two seconds, the Lord says, Richards, you jerk, 
You missed me. Get up out of here and go back. And I wasn't there for more than two minutes. <laughs> Sorry, God. Got up out of my knees, went up into the second part, went up from the third part of Basilica, ran out back to this man with no legs. It was about three, four minutes later, and guess what? He wasn't there. I missed Jesus. Because I was so caught up into what I was going to do and how I was going to pray and what I wanted with life that I was not going to enter into someone else's suffering. And Christ commands me to be compassionate in his way, that I would stop and take care of him first before I'd go and do my praying. Huh? And so I missed it, and I will never forget. Now, where the heck did that guy go with no legs? In three or four minutes, what happened to him? I haven't a clue. But I know in my life, God taught me very clearly there that i got to be make sure and I recognize when Christ is coming and he's going to come in ways that I don't want him to come or I'm not expecting. Now, do I still miss Jesus? <laughs> you bet you. <laughs> Have I learned to do better? Yes. So we got to obey through suffering, and that means we got to stop to our will and say yes to the will of others and enter into their suffering with them. The final part that we need to focus on is be a person of compassion is we got, be a person of compassion means I'm a person of action. Now, three people walked by the Samaritan today. And all three of those people, when they walked by, the first two just kept going. And I'm sure they thought, oh, that poor guy. But not one person did anything about it. Only one, the Samaritan. And what you and I, and again, need to do is to act on our thoughts and our feelings. We need to act because in that is what we're going to be justified in, huh? And again, to look at that, I want to sit there and see, look how Jesus proves that he is God. In chapter 7 of St. Luke, or that he is the, uh, that he is the Messiah. Here the, uh, in chapter 7 of Luke's Gospel, verses 20 and following. John the Baptist, it says, Luke chapter 7, verses 20 and following, John the Baptist has sent us to you saying, are you the one to come or shall we look for another? In that very hour he cured many diseases, afflictions, and evil spirits. And so many of the blind he granted sight. And he answered them and said, go and report to John what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead rise, the poor have the gospel preached to them. So Jesus says, for proof that you may tell John who I am, look at my actions. My actions are actions of compassion. Huh? And then again, to run that in, let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father will enter the kingdom. So again, if we are going to be people of compassion, we need to first of all love God above all things and ask for that desire. We need to say, God, I am going to obey you. And when I obey you, that means I'm going to be willing to enter into suffering because I'm going to have to die to my will. And the final thing about that is I'm going to have to put all this into action because that's the only way I prove that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's the only way I prove that I'm a person of compassion. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today.
and forever. Amen.